You are Locked On Mavericks, your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is going to be huge. 360 in the contract, never that. I just take the contact, I'll bring it back. I'm running on the fast break, behind the back. Yeah, this, that, this, that, this, that. Dirk with the Welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, the editor of Smoking Cuban, and last in the tank race. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? <laughs> uh, all right, Nick. So are you Team DC or Team Marvel? Oh, Team Marvel all the way. Yeah, I agree. I was hoping you were on the good side. Yeah. No, it's nothing like I don't like dislike DC. I would say I'm a casual fan though. I've watched I I've watched like all the movies and on all the Agents of Shield and all that, but I'm not like a comic book like jump into it like real super fan kind of guy. But I love the Marvel yeah. movies. I love the Marvel TV shows. We've watched all of the, you know, Defenders and we wa- I even watched Iron Fist. Guys, I watched wow. all of Iron Fist. That is that is like that's a impressive. real real person that's actually committed. <laughs> to this universe. You watch all the new ones and I about the only new ones I would I, I did uh, The Punisher and that was like one of the best shows ever. Yeah. That's a great one. But I still I think I like Luke Cage 90s. better than better than that. So I should watch watch Luke Cage? Oh yeah, Luke Cage is great. I love Luke Cage. Oh, they re- like right. they weave in music really really well because half of it like takes place in a club. And so they bring on like these real acts that like weave music into it and it's it's pretty awesome. Interesting. There, there's a song called uh, uh, Long Live the Chief in it, and it like the song and then the way they incorporated it is one of the best scenes, I think, in the Marvel Universe. Oh, man. Now I'm going to go watch this show. Long Live the Chief. Well, tonight, Black Panther comes out. Yes. And we're both going to watch it. Not together. Not together. Different theaters, different times, but we're both going tonight. We are both going tonight. It's the the opening night. I'm super excited. I'm ready. I've I'm been ready counting for it. down for this movie for a long, long time. Um, I'm just I'm so ready for this movie. The revolution will I'm, not be televised, Isaac, <laughs> but it will be coming I'm, to a theater near you. <laughs> I, I bought the little. Uh, you know what? I, I like collecting. I like collecting the little pops figures. Oh, really? Uh, I love those things. That's so random. So I did I bought, not expect I, that of you. I bought my Black Panther one the other day. How many of those do you have? No, well, it's a, it's a new hobby. I okay. only have like six or seven. Okay, right sure. Now. You don't have like I, eighty. I expected to, I expected you to turn like your your Skype camera around and it be like <laughs> this wall of just all these. I do have I do have two of probably the most random ones though because I have different like superheroes. Yeah, and then I have Harry and Marv. From what? Oh. Home Alone. Oh, that is. Super, I didn't even like <laughs> register who those guys were. <laughs> That's super random. Uh, all right. Well, if you guys haven't noticed, we're back. Locked On Mavericks is back. If you haven't been listening in a while, or if you're just joining us back from our trade deadline dash, and then our one hour, you know, <laughs> extravaganza that we did last Friday. Uh, this is Locked On Mavericks. I'm Nick Angstead. You can follow me at Nick Van Exit. Uh, don't be confused with Nick Van Exel, who has still blocked me on Twitter. He will not unblock me. No offense to Nick Van Exel. And you can follow Isaac at Isaac L. Harris. And by the way, I just wanted to get this out of the way because it came up this week. 
Uh-oh. Somebody asked what the tree is for. I've been doing these uh, like emoji for every single Maverick, and people have been asking me, why is Dennis a tree? This is why Dennis is a tree, and this is why we have trees next to our name. And a lot of people, a lot of people that, that love the Mavericks, that listen to this podcast, have a tree in their display name on Twitter. This is why. It is the symbol of the slang gang. The slang gang was assembled because Dennis Smith Jr., when he was 14 years old or 15 years old, sent out a tweet. Talking about his God-given talents. And, uh, yeah. About slang and wood. Slang and wood. And that's where the tree came Talking from. Talking about slang and wood. And so we decided that wood and the tree would be the symbol for the slang gang. And we are part the of tree, it. The tree is perfect for him. Now, the trash can? The trash can for McBuckets is unfortunate. <laughs> There's no bucket. That's the closest thing to a bucket you can get. Yeah. Uh, we'll find it funny going along the slang and wood route. Um <laughs> Did you see that is an excellent transition to whatever you're gonna say right now? Did you see Giannis? Giannis's Instagram video or whatever it was, the live video to where he's talking about Valentine's Day. He's and got the bell. Freak. Oh my gosh, I laughed so <laughs> hard at that video. It's all over Twitter now, but it's so funny. It's, it's I think it was the number one video, like the number one post on NBA Reddit for like two days. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's so funny. Oh, it's so great. So we're locked on Mavericks. What we're going to talk about today is uh, we're going to talk about the Kings debacle. Now, we were going to come back. What was It would have been yesterday's. Yesterday's show, we were going to come back. But it was Valentine's Day. It was Valentine's Day, and I just couldn't. I could, like, after the Kings game, you couldn't get me to record a podcast. That was just – I. I'm all about positioning yourself to get a good draft pick, but <laughs> I, I don't know about that game. Oh, come on, Nick. No, you're, I you're don't, all about Team Tank. So I don't know about yeah. that game, man. That was just like – it was embarrassing all around, I think. Yeah. So we're uh, going to talk about we're gonna talk about that. We're, gonna, we're oh, calling okay. it the Kings debacle. We're going to talk about that. Then uh, we're also going to talk about the Rising Stars game. Dennis Smith Jr. is going to be showcasing himself in that game. We'll talk about that. And then Isaac has a big Dennis Smith Jr. piece coming out with Mavs.com. He got to talk to him, interview him, and so we will be going over that. So let's get started. The Kings debacle. Isaac, the Mavericks only lost by five points. So it is. this is considered a clutch loss. <laughs> However, this is the least clutch loss ever because the Kings led by 26 at one point, and there was only one lead change. Isaac, do you know when that one lead change was? Probably the first dang basket. It was at the eight-minute mark in the first quarter when the Mavericks had five points, and then the Kings scored their sixth point. (laughs) It's the only time there was a lead change. The Mavericks only scored 16 points in the first quarter. After the first quarter, they had an offensive rating of 66. I think the lowest in the NBA right now is like 94. They had 66 after the first quarter. It was just an awful showing. I mean, just it was terrible. It was it was hard to watch. I went with two of my yeah. friends, and it was their first Mavericks game all year, and I was excited for them to get there, see Dennis, see Dennis versus yeah. De'Aaron Fox, and see all that, and then all of a sudden, like, all of a sudden Zach Randolph looked like the best player on the floor. And I was just like, what is this? So I went with my wife um, and we sat fairly uh, probably about eight rows back from the Kings bench. And so get to see, you know, Carter Carter's dunk was like right in front of me. And I was like, <sighs> I was so happy for you. I, I like shed a tear, but we, so we had 
couple of different quotes from my wife and I had two older white men sitting behind me. Okay. And we're talking like, he said that like, like you brought them <laughs> like picture, like up, you know, like two of those guys from the movie up. Oh, so like, like a, uh, they're like partners. Well, no, I didn't mean it like they that, like live like, together. Just good friends. They're like really and, old uh, dudes that you can't tell. Yeah. So literally at one point they're like, well, well, George, I don't know anybody on this court except for Dirk and JJ. Who are these kids? So it was like the two dudes from Muppets. <laughs> yeah, and, and the other guy goes, well, that Smith kid, I think he's a rookie. He can jump. And I'm like, oh, my god, <laughs> They're gosh, not wrong. They're not wrong. No, and literally, so then we had the, what did the guy coin it, the all-pale lineup? Yeah, yeah, team pale, all-pale. It's pretty much the all-white lineup we talked about, except switch out Dwight for Maxie, and Dwight's, you know, mixed. So, and this guy goes, well, dang. Well, that's why we suck. We got all white dudes out there. <laughs> and I about lost it, man. And uh, so I was cracking up. But yeah, my my uh, my wife was she was frustrated about Zach Randolph. She's like, "How is he playing? And he's so fat." She's like, "He's struggling out there." He's and not I'm even like, fat. That's the thing. <laughs> and then at the she should have seen she, she should have seen Portland Raymond Felton that. <laughs> <laughs> and then at the very end, she was really upset because we didn't foul. She's like, why are we not fouling? Oh, we, yeah. we came all the way back. I'm like, oh, honey, we don't want to win. <laughs> Mavericks don't want to win right now. <laughs> all right. Do you want to go into it? Do the Mavericks want to win right now? I think it's really simple. It's no, they don't. And it's sad. I mean, it's, well, okay. This was the first point in the season that it was, it became really obvious. Yeah. And I know McMahon has... I'm kind of just promoting this piece pretty much, but like I know McMahon has a piece coming out after all-star break and to where he talked to, talked to a lot of Mavericks people, players, coaches, different thing about, you know, they're just, it, it's pretty open at this point that they're not trying to win. And it's frustrating. It's frustrating when you see a Kings game like that. Um, because the Kings they were the, had the worst record in the league coming into this game. Like they are just, the, they are the yeah. worst team. They had the worst offensive rating in the NBA and they scored what did they score? Like 38 points in the first, 29 points in the first quarter, 36 in the second. I mean, it was just, it was like 66 to 40, 44 at halftime. <laughs> yeah. Like and right out of the gate. It's 16 points in the first quarter, I think. And the maps um, did. Yeah. And it was, it, it was just rough. I mean, it's rough seeing they're, they're just not, um, you know, they're not putting, you know, Barnes doesn't play, almost the second half of the whole fourth quarter pretty much you know they did play Dirk but you know I think had a lot to do with just come you know breaks coming up and stuff and I was surprised that Dirk stayed out there as long as he did I was too but I think I think it's just really reached a point to where he just wants to play for the fans he wants to play in general you said that Dirk didn't play you said that Harrison Martins didn't play the second half of the fourth quarter he played one second the entire fourth quarter they played that that lineup of JJ McDermott Collinsworth Powell and Dirk the entire fourth quarter yeah, see, I mean that, that's wild, and uh, and it's different for HB. He talked about it some, and um, but you know, in, in Rick's press conference after the game, you know, we talked about it. It was it was very strange. Uh, Rick yeah. walked in, he walked straight up to the podium and said, before anybody could ask a question, said, uh, "Bad first half, good second half. Have a nice break," and walked away. And then they stopped him, and Tim Collishaw was like, "No, no, no, come back," and. Kalishaw Glad he was guy. there. The only person that probably could have done that. Besides, yeah, McMahon was there too. He didn't. I don't even anything, think McMahon could have done that. 
And he's like, no, come back. And Rick kind of turned around, gave him this death stare. And he literally got like three questions. And all three of them was about like fans and tanking. Are you, are you like trying to win pretty much? And Rick danced around the question and said, we're going to win winnable games. And Kalashaw replied back with, well, well, what's winnable mean? Define winnable. He was like, why don't you ask Mark? Mark's around here. And that was a, uh, you know, it was a different, it was a weird moment. <laughs> and uh, He was talking about Mark Followell, right? Like Mark Followell knows <laughs> like. <laughs> Not Followell. Uh, going with Cuban on that one. So, you know, it was, it was a weird press conference. And uh, we all just kind of exchanged smiles and stuff because it's just, it's, there's no, there's no way around it now. And they can't – I don't know if they're – you know, they're not going to come out and say they're losing games, but it's going to be a long second second or two months of the season. This is the first time after this game, this was the first time, I'll say this, that I honestly think we'll finish with a top five pick. Wow. You know, I've been, I've been saying all along that, hey, like eight, you know, because we'll go on this – you know, we'll win all this stuff. But this early, before the All-Star break, and this open and going to these extremes, I think will be top five. There's 24 games left for the Mavericks season. How many yeah, games? I mean, how many more games do you think they're going to win? Four. Gosh. Max. I mean, it's just going to – I just look at some of these teams like, one, you look at Sacramento. Sacramento needs to tank. But they're going to play their vets. Like, we saw it with Zach Randolph and, like, Carter and stuff. They're not going to just bench those guys. Like, those guys want to play. And Yeah, they already messed up the George Hill thing. You know, whatever you say about them signing him in the first place, they already screwed it up with not being a competitive team and then benching him, doing weird stuff. And, like, they can't yeah. mess up two. They can't mess up two more because those are your locker room guys. Those are the guys you brought yeah. in to help these young guys. And they're not like the Mavericks veterans that are, you know, like Dirk and JJ, they're going to be fine. Like they get benched in the fourth. They're just, you know, it's going to be okay with them, but like, cause they just got there. They don't have any loyalty to the organization. Yeah. And, and they don't have any guys to play because all the other ones hurt. Like Scow didn't even dress the other night. Yeah. Harry Giles has, is out for the year. Frank Mason's hurt. Like they don't have, it's not like they have yet. Yeah, they, they played lineups a lot the other day that didn't have any point guards in it. Like none, like they had Garrett temple yeah. and Vince Carter were kind of like their pseudo point guards. They had Darren Fox is their only guy that can play point. So I, I really think that they're just looking at, I mean, we saw last year, I mean, Mark was saying the whole time, Hey, once we get mathematically eliminated from the playoffs, then, then it's all on then. And then at the end of the season, you know, he was saying, yeah, we're taking blah, blah, blah. And he, yeah. you know, he was like, yeah, he did on the radio. And so, like, I think we're just seeing the extreme now. I think they're looking at it and saying, hey, there's eight teams at the bottom. And with their potentially being, you know, however you want to tier the prospects, which we'll do it, you know, first of next week yep. for us, um, you know, it's just kind of how they feel with some things and how high they want to get. And right now it looks like they probably want to get pretty high, and I don't see things changing over the next two months. No, they, they looked at the landscape and they said, look at this, there's these seven, eight teams that are all within you know, a game, game and a half of each other, and it, we can't really screw around and go on go on this kind of run. You saw, I mean, I did, I've done this graph where it's graphing where the Mavericks were at, what, where their record was at one point or what day during the season, and right before the All-Star break last year, they went on like this four-game like run where they went they they won like four games four out of five or something like that and uh we're not seeing it this year <laughs> not seeing yeah. it at all so now they're going to go on this break going to come back they have a pretty easy schedule the rest of the rest of the way uh 
<laughs> these games are going to be rough. I mean, we're not going to mince words. It's, it's going to be it's going to be difficult. It's going to be interesting. If you're if you're a person that likes to see Dennis play a lot, I was so surprised they didn't play Dennis in the fourth quarter. But that's probably a good sign, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I think it's just they just they're just losing, you know. And I think that JJ and, and Dirk, you know, playing most of the fourth. I think it's I think that's literally just them wanting to play. I think it's them saying, hey, like throw us out there with with Collinsworth and McDermott and them like let, let us play for the fans like if we're not going to win at least let them see us play and because just like it was kind of irony really like just I mean I joked about it those two older guys behind me but like that's what the older guys know like Dirk and JJ the, the you know the, this that generation this it's who they want to see then you know yeah the new kids whatever but like they didn't even know who Barnes was yeah and you know like Dirk and JJ so it was cool for them to watch even though the Mavericks are getting blown out, it's cool for them to see like their guys. And I think that's what really Carlisle and them was doing with a break coming up. They knew they could play him more. Yeah. Uh, but what, what I was saying with a you know, it's kind of a good sign is that they think Dennis can win them some games in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Well, he's not going to let up, you know, he's, he's going to, we've seen what he can do in the fourth and, you know, you can, He's going to take it to the basket and do his thing. And last thing you want him to do is get hurt in a meaningless game. This is true as well. So, yep. we'll see. So, it was a debacle. It uh, kind of started the, the tanking thing <laughs> that, uh, yeah, it's kind of a real thing. It's happening. You're going to start hearing it a lot more. And uh, we'll definitely discuss it. So, let's move on now to the Rising Stars. It is uh, again the format is this is happening Friday night. So if you're listening to this on Thursday, it's tomorrow. If you're listening to this Friday, it's going to be tonight. I think it's on ESPN. Um, they're doing the same format Team World versus Team US. It's first and second year players. And uh, Team World and Team US, very, very different rosters. <laughs> Team World has a lot more like older, veteran type guys, uh, guys that you feel like have been around forever. <laughs> and then Team US has like a lot of really, really young guys. Uh, like really young, like 19-year-olds. Uh, so this is Team World. We got Bogdan Bogdanovic, who we just saw from the Kings. We have Dylan Brooks from the Grizzlies. Joel Embiid. <laughs> How is Joel Embiid in this game? That just doesn't even make sense to me. I mean, this guy, he can barely play a back-to-back, and now he's going to do this thing. He's going to do a skills challenge. He's going to do the All-Star game. He's going to be out for like two weeks. That is going to be tough for him. It's going to be interesting to see the, the Sixers, you know, after the All-Star break with him doing all this stuff. And Simmons, too. Simmons is going to be doing some stuff. Yeah. Um, Buddy Heald from the Kings, who we also saw. The Kings, three players in the Rising Stars, and I <laughs> don't feel good about their their foundation at all. Uh, Lori Markkinen from the Bulls. Jamal Murray from the Nuggets. Frank Nilakina from the Knicks. DeMontis Sabonis from the Pacers. Good on him making this team. Uh, Dario Sarge from the Sixers, and then Ben Simmons from the Sixers as well from Australia. If Maxi played a little bit more, I could see an argument for Maxi over Buddy Hill or Dylan Brooks. But anyway, wow, I just think they don't have enough guards on this team. Like you have, like you, yeah. you have Murray. You have, I guess you can you can count Ben Simmons. They have Nilakina, and then you have Buddy and Dylan. And you're like, we got to Yeah, that's true. Or Bogdan. I like Bogdan. yeah Bogdan too. I really like him a lot. Uh, and then Team US, they had two uh, players that were out for injury in Lonzo Ball and Malcolm Brogdon. Uh, they're out. And then now the roster is Jalen Brown from the Celtics, Jason Tatum from the Celtics, John Collins from the Hawks, Chris Dunn from the Bulls. Good on him making making this team. Him and Sabonis really upped their value and 
definitely had good comeback years. Brandon Ingram and Kyle Kuzma of the Lakers. Donovan Mitchell of the Jazz, obviously. Our guy, Dennis Smith Jr., Torian Prince, and then De'Aaron Fox is replacing Lonzo. So he didn't even make it. So it's, I guess we kind of... Prince either. Prince replaced Oh, yeah, Torian Fox, Prince too. Yeah. Torian Prince didn't make it in the beginning. And uh, De'Aaron Fox, they're replacing the two injured guys. Hmm. There you go. Those are the rosters. Isaac Harris, you have five starters from each. Do you have any idea um, who you think is going to start? For Team USA, I will go with Mitchell, Kuzma, um, I'm going to go with Jalen Brown. And then Alonzo's not going to start. Oh, I forgot about Tatum. Who did I already say? Mitchell? Yeah, this, this is who I had. I So I put Dennis in there. I think Dennis and Mitchell are your backcourt. Who's who's your center? Who's your center? I think it's, I mean, the only one is John Collins. Oh, no, they'll start Laurie, probably. No, he's on Team World. No, he's on Team World. So you, the only big man on that roster is John Collins. So if the coach decides they want to go, they want to actually play Ingram's a big man, taller. it's going to be John Collins. And then, But they could also do this. They could play Brown, Tatum, and Kuzma as like your, you know, what what the all-star team does where they just play like three wings. Ingram basically. in place of Brown, like Ingram, Tatum, Kuzma. Mitchell and Dennis, that'd be nice. That'd be interesting. But I think they will go Brown, Tatum, Kuzma. Okay. Donovan and Dennis Smith Jr. as your starters. So no Ingram in the starting line? Surprising from you. Uh, I don't know. I just feel like the Celtics guys get a lot more. Okay. Uh, Team World? Team World, I think I got I got Jamal Murray and Bogdan as your backcourt. Ben Simmons is your wing because this team has like no wings on it. No, <laughs> the only wing, uh, that's the only wing. Brooks, Dylan Brooks is listed as a forward. He's really not. <laughs> so you put Dan, Ben Simmons as like your third guard slash wing. Laurie Markkinen and then Joel Embiid. Yeah, I agree with that. That's kind of where it's going to be. Uh, guys, this, this, I think it's going to be a fun game. I'm looking forward to it, actually. I'm looking forward to it as well because you know these guys are going to try. They know all. They know each other, so they might even have some playing experience together. Yeah. Uh, so there might be some, you know, kind of uh, synergy there, some chemistry. Who knows? We'll see. I think, uh, spoiler for, ne- uh, for next podcast, we're going to recap the Rising Stars game tomorrow night yeah. or Friday night. Friday and, then, the and then we're going to fantasy draft the rosters. So see who can who can build the best team between Nick and myself. I'm excited. I'm excited about that. And then uh, I think the world's going to win because they have Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. Ooh, I th- I'm taking U.S. I think U.S. wins. Those two guys are head and shoulders, besides maybe Donovan Mitchell, above anyone else. They're so yeah, good. Well, they were almost they, they were both almost all stars. Yeah, and they play together, so they're <laughs> they're going to know. I think they can outrun him though. Oh yeah, yeah. Team Team yeah, US, US is definitely deeper. So if, if it becomes a thing where you're only going to play Ben Simmons and Joel like 15 minutes, then Team US, I think. Yeah. So, all right. Well, there you go. That's that's the Rising Stars game. We will talk about it after it happens. It'll be interesting. And uh, Isaac, you have a piece with Dennis Smith Jr. coming out. You got to talk it just to came him out. on the phone. Oh, it did come out. Did it come out today? Yeah, it came out yesterday. Did it? Yeah, I missed it. Came came out yesterday, Mads.com. Um, talked to Dennis, I guess, it was a week or so ago or two weeks ago. Uh, I know 
I know the Mavs tweeted out, and then I tweeted out. I think it was yesterday or this morning one. I think it was yesterday. Did I read this? I think I read this. Um, it was actually really cool because I had a college friend reach out to me. I hadn't talked to him like, I mean, like two years. He lives in Atlanta, like an accountant in Atlanta. And he reached out to me on Facebook and was like, bro, uh, he's from Dallas. He's like, I just read this Mavs piece on just like on my Facebook. And I looked at the top and it said your name. And I was like, holy crap, there's no way this is the same thing. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but anyway, no, like it was cool. Dennis, I wanted to do, um, I wanted to do a story with Dennis just all about dunking. And um, I, I kind of talked about it a little bit last week on the podcast, but we just talked on the phone for a while just about his first dunk, uh, being in eighth grade, catching a oop from his friends, you know, two-handed. We talked about just – we talked about the general stuff about actually competing in the dunk contest in L.A. And that's when I, I told the story before how funny it was when I said, hey, remember the Vince Carter one in 2000? Yeah, like, yeah. That was three. Um, <clears throat> at the very end, we talked about uh, – or, I, you know, I asked him about – have, is he, if he's ever been to an all-star game before. And he's like, man, you know where I'm from. I've never even been to L.A. outside of basketball, man. He had never been to an NBA game before. Yeah, I mean, just just crazy. And we talked about you know, something that's underrated with him is, and people, a lot of people don't know this, but he can't palm the ball. And for yes, dunking. I, okay, I did read this. <laughs> yeah, so, like, for, for dunking, that's crazy. It's, it's huge. And he talked because I was asking, what's the most underrated part of dunking? Is it landing mechanics? Is it what you look at when you jump? Is it <laughs> landing mechanics? Ooh, yeah. buzzword. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> and uh, and he talked about he said hand size because it just it, it alters so much what you can do. And and if you think about it, look, think of some of the dunks sometimes that you know he he misses. It comes out of his hand or somebody hits him and it you know it instantly falls out of his hand because he can't grip it you know he can't he can't palm the ball but uh set the whole vertical thing straight as far as you know we had heard what's your you know he recorded 48 inch vertical in his lakers pre-draft workout he's like yeah that was it (laughs) it was 48 was the was the highest i registered which is just in i mean just absolutely insane a 48 inch the the part about that that was interesting to me that you talk about in the piece is that he so he had never really like worked out or worked on jumping before, but he had this yeah. like crazy. It, so he said it always came natural to me and that he had this 42 inch vertical. And then when he tore his ACL, he actually had to rehab and work on it. So he actually like worked and worked at it and then it increased his vertical <laughs> like six inches. So when we say he tore his ACL and came back and jumped higher, that's part of it, which is, which is kind of interesting, but it's also like, I wonder how many other players out there that just things come naturally to them. They don't have to work just at it. Complete natural. Yeah. They don't have to work at it. And then they don't ever like reach their potential because they kind of just rely on this for so long and then they don't get that work ethic. It does. I mean, it does. That's why I was thinking, you know, when, I, when he was talking about that, because some people do have that just natural, whether it's a natural build and you have like natural strength that you've just always just as a kid growing up, whether growing up on a farm or whatever. And for him, it was just his leaping ability. And it's like, you're almost like, oh, yeah, I could always jump. And then he had that. And then it's like, holy crap, now I'm going to actually work on my legs. And then he can, you know, jump out of the gym. And so we talked about, like, dunking on someone, you know, what that, what that means to him. Talked to him, joked around, said, you know, I knew. And I even told him when we first talked about it, I, was, I, I know you're not going to answer this as far as giving me an example, but I'm going to ask anyway. 
somebody in the league you want to dunk on really bad? And he says, Dirk. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, so great. Yeah, we laughed about that. And so, yeah, I mean, talked about just different things. And it's a it's a fun piece. Talk, he talked about T-Mac, um, you know, how he grew up kind of past Jordan. And even though T-Mac's not from North Carolina, he went to high school in North Carolina. So um, just growing up watching T-Mac and how he was his favorite dunker of all time. And, and um, the last question that I gave him, well, we talked to me. He talked about the actual dunk contest coming up on Saturday night. How he has, you know, I got some up my sleeve. He said, I got four dunks. He said, I got a team ready. He's got, yeah, he's got his team. Yeah, he's been working with him and stuff. And and he's pretty confident. And this is what Harrison Barnes said the other night after the Kings game. Harrison was asked about it. He was like, well, one thing's for sure. He doesn't lack confidence. (laughs) He said, this kid is telling us that he's, you know, he has has dunks that's going to get all 50s. He said, he even told us in the locker room that it's dunks that we've never seen before. And Harrison said, yeah, I want to be like, um, have you seen the Aaron Gordon and Levine contest? Because that was pretty, pretty good. You know, and like you're saying you got something no one's seen before. So like he yeah. said, we're all ready. Like we're excited for it. So because he's been talking it big. And so I know the teams are excited for him. But yeah, my piece on maps.com. It's on my Twitter, too. So I enjoy it. It was a good phone conversation with with Dennis. They were on the road when we did it. So couldn't do it in person so we chatted over the phone and he he's just a cool dude i mean nick and i brag on him all the time so it was a it was a fun piece to do yeah uh the other thing that came out i think around the same time your piece dropped was was somebody asked dennis uh is anybody on the team helped you with you know the dunk contest and preparing like has anybody on the mavericks helped you and he goes on this team <laughs> he like looked around <laughs> Totally thrown shade at Harrison Barnes, who has been in the dunk contest before. Did not do yeah. well, but was actually in it. So it's at least somebody it. it's at least somebody to gleam information on. Also, another member of the Mavs organization, uh, Michael Finley, was also in it as well. And well, we've no, only had three people and in franchise history. Another this, member so. of the Mavs organization was part of it. And was in okay. the dunk was in the dunk contest. I don't know. Assistant coach. Melvin Hunt. No, Daryl Armstrong. Uh, Daryl Armstrong oh. had the infamous layup. Remember the layup? That's Daryl Armstrong. He's on the Magic. I think so. I think he's on the Magic. But if you look up Daryl Armstrong dunk contest, I think he's the one that does the layup. The starters were talking about that the other day, and I was like, "No way!" And I went back and looked at it. Uh, <laughs> it's it's kind of funny. He like starts. They, they said he starts from like fifty feet back and does this whole run like all the way up. And by the time he gets there, he's kind of tired, and so he like lays it in. <laughs> <laughs> That's before our times. Yeah, definitely before us. But uh, but yeah, assistant coach Da could help him out. That's that's funny. So, he actually does have people, but I did ask him for if he was in a hypothetical four man dunk contest of all time, who would be his other three contestants. Yeah, that was and, good. And he said Michael Jordan, Vince Carter, and Nate Robinson. That was good. I thought that was good because <laughs> Nate Robinson won like three. Yeah, so he, he loved the uh, he loved little Nate, but I also want to plug one of my other random pieces. I talked to Antonius Cleveland the other day and did a story with him. That one's on the Smoking Cubans, not on Mavs.com. But me and him talked uh, for a while the other day about his recovery, about when he went down, 
um, how gracious the Mavericks have been with him since his recovery, how they took care of him, um, his friendship with Dennis, um, just kind of his recovery timeline when he's going to be back, what he's shooting for, stuff like that. He's he's a cool guy. Dennis and him got really close. We talked about him, how on kind of what Nick and I have said before. He's like, you know, with the Mavericks, you know, so there's so many veterans and stuff. Yeah, us young kids, you know, we kind of like bonded together. Yeah. And you know, being so young and kind of cling to each other. So he was fun to talk to. That's on the Smoking Cuban. If you, I like Antonio Cleveland. I, w- I wish he could have worked out. And, uh, but it's not for everybody, but if you care and want to read about something like that, it's on there. And I think he could still be around. I think he could definitely be one of the two way spots right now. Cause we're, we're seeing, yeah, I mean, it's, we're seeing the other it's guy, a, Jalen Jones, not getting any time. So oh, Lord, um, I mean, it's kind of give and take because when he went down, they brought in Kyle and you know, we, we both love Kyle and mm-hmm. it was so cool, man. The other night I was in the locker room and I was doing a different story from abs.com. That's coming out right after the all-star break. And uh, I hear this, Isaac. I'm like, I knew Nick. You know, Nick had, had his friends there that night, so Nick couldn't come to the locker room. And I knew Nick wasn't in there. It didn't sound like Earl. And I'm like looking around, I'm like, who just hollered my name? And it's freaking Kyle Collinsworth. <laughs> and he, he throws me his ball, and he has his, you know, his uh oh, his, his first point ball. Yeah, like what do yeah, you he, call that? Commemorative post- or yeah, like a commemorative, like a milestone ball kind of, you know. No, yeah. So he was super pumped about that, and uh, we looked at it and stuff for a bit. I actually took a picture of it, and uh, I was like, "Man, this is so cool!" And he's like, "I'm gonna leave it in my locker room for now, in my locker. I ain't gonna lose this thing." And uh, it was just cool. He's back from December, and just once again, you know, he's like, "Man, it's so crazy." You know, I was just a ten day guy, and now look, I'm gonna be here the rest of the year. And um, he's just a really good dude. Nick, Nick can vouch for that too, because yeah. like we both know, and we both talk to him all the time. So like happy for him that he gets to stick around and at least for the rest of this year and head into summer league. Definitely. Definitely. So there you go. That's the state of the Mavericks right now. Uh, there's some, there's some interesting things. The games are going to be not as fun, but the team around it, the team is still awesome. The, you know, got some guys definitely that are interesting. This is a better place than the Mavericks were in last year. Definitely. Definitely a better place. Uh, yeah, and, we've talked about the young guys that they've added. I mean, you you now have got you know multiple guards that you can look at to say they're grooming them, they're bringing them along, and just you know multiple guys. I think it's like eight guys under the age of twenty six that you can look at. And be like these are like cornerstone guys or pieces at least. Yeah, and we get two months. Like first off, enjoy this dang weekend, man. Like when's the last time we have we had a young guy to celebrate on the national stage? Watch the Rising Stars game. Get excited for Dennis. Saturday night, there's only four people competing in the dunk contest, the prime event that night. And he was the first one announced. That means he's the first one that they thought of in my my book. That's that's our guy, and like he's a maverick, and it's going to be really fun. Even if he doesn't win, we think he will, but like it's going to be fun, man. And like just enjoy the whole weekend. They're going to come back and – yeah, well, I mean, Nick and I, we're going to start the draft stuff probably pretty soon and hitting a lot of these prospects. And we're going to hit it hard. <laughs> yeah, because that's what we want. To, that's, you know, that's what fans want to talk about. That's, you know, that's the next stage of our franchise. They still have a roster spot open. I expect them to, you know, start using that. We saw like Troy Williams today. Like that, you know, that's a type of dude that they would throw a waiver at probably. Um, to see what they do. do, you know, start looking for the next Yogi Ferrell, start bringing up some 10 day contracts, um, just stuff like that. And just 
Can the next Yogi Ferrell be like six seven, please? Yes. <laughs> Can the next Yogi Ferrell be like taller than six two? <laughs> That's what I want. Hey, uh, I'm really disappointed in us uh, that we didn't mention this at the top of the show, but uh, but Don Carter, the first owner, the guy that brought NBA basketball to Dallas, died, Mister C, um, this past week, and uh, and yeah, it's a uh, it's a tough one for the Mavericks family. I thought it was. It was kind of interesting that he wasn't there or at least around or, or put in a video for uh, when Derek Harper got his jersey retired. And so, you know, a little suspicious. And then all of a sudden this happens. And, uh, yeah, it, I mean, it's a tough loss for the entire Mavericks family. Uh, I think Cuban has done a good job of, of honoring him, especially yeah. when especially when they won the championship. I mean, that's the biggest moment probably in franchise history. <laughs> they, win, yeah, for sure. they win the title and then Cuban gives, you know, has Don Carter as the trophy, you know, help hold the trophy for the first time. Uh, for you younger Mavericks fans, uh, the reason why the Mavericks, one of the Mavericks logos is a hat. <laughs> the the green one with the hat is because of Don Carter. He's always, you know, wearing that cowboy hat. And, um, and yeah. Loved by everybody. Yes. I mean, he's known, known by Mr. C. People, uh, people love Mr. C, man. Like, you know, Nick and I, we didn't have a chance to, you know, to know him, obviously. No. But uh, anybody that did know him. I mean, it was always he was always spoken highly of, and first owner in franchise history, like Nick said, in 1980 to 1996. I mean, it's a long, it's a long time, and uh, you know we got Cuban now, but you know Mavericks issued a statement today. You know, it's just you know it's a sad moment for the franchise, but you know his family's still involved. You know, I think his daughter uh, maybe was in that tribute video to Harper representing you know her dad. I think, and yeah, so. So yeah, uh, the family will still be around, but um, it is a sad day losing uh, Mr. C. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, but it was good that the, the Mavericks were uh, were on good terms with him at the end. You know, sometimes the former owner thing can be kind of weird. You know, have other owners like Don, you know, Donald Sterling and stuff like that. It was you know nothing of that sort. So good that they had a good relationship, and uh, yeah, he will be missed by the Mavericks family. Shout out to Mr. C. Shout out to him. And, uh, guys, thank you for listening to Lockdown Mavericks. Again, we will continue through the rest of the weekend, all your all-star coverage. You will be able to find us probably, like, uh, at least by midnight after all the stuff. Well, let's yeah. say after, after you know, the Rising Stars celebrity game. We'll talk about the celebrity game, too. We'll <laughs> we'll watch it. I don't know how much we're going to get out of it. Bieber's going to be in it. Bieber's going to be in it. So maybe we'll get a little Bieber crossover like he did on that video. Uh, I think I think Rachel Nichols' team's gonna dominate. I can't even remember what the roster. She's got. Are. She's the. She has the roster with Tracy McGrady, Nate Robinson, and Candace Parker. Like Candace Parker and Nate Robinson are gonna just wreck the world. Candace Parker will wreck the world. Nate Robinson is gonna try, and he's gonna try against like the Property Brothers. You know what I mean? Like he's gonna dunk on a Property Brother. <laughs> I think there's only one Property Brother that's in yeah, it. Mortgage there, that. There's. <laughs> I think it's the contractor guy. Okay. So, uh, guys, thank you so much for listening to the Lockdown Mavericks. We really appreciate it. And, uh, again, follow me at Nick Van Exit. Follow Isaac at Isaac L. Harris. Peace out. Boom. RIP Don Carter. <laughs> <laughs>